0: Yeah, I found YouTube is such a, it just doesn't seem very user-friendly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got to be doing something wrong for it to be this slow. <laughs> Thanks for we're starting season two. Oh, we're rolling?
0: Yeah. Sneak attack. Yeah. So our, our videos are not, sorry, not our videos. A lot of our recordings are starting to be up on YouTube now. So if you guys yeah. want to check us out there. Because we're working on a lot of things, which we're going to talk about today, but one of them is having more, not just the podcast, but having more stuff on YouTube, I think, in general, using that as a platform, and uh, we're going to get into a lot of the other stuff we've been working on.
1: Yeah, so we got some nice branding done on the podcast, so we actually have a look for you guys to kind of keep track of. It looks pretty good in there amongst all the other ones, I must say. She killed it, yeah, yeah. Nicole helped us with that. Again, she's helped me with stuff in the past. And yeah, her brand yeah, is top notch. Cool. Um, and like meeting with her when we met with her, she's like asking us what we want to look like. It was just a couple of potatoes. It's like, what, <laughs> that's what we
0: need you for. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if we ever talked about that, about our meeting with her, because there was definitely some specific questions that we had never thought about and
1: I didn't even have an
0: answer to most of them it was kind of like really like what what do you want people to feel or think or act when they see your stuff or listen to your stuff so as an example I think she said something like you know think about like Starbucks how do you like feel when you walk into Starbucks what's the vibe I don't know
1: I'm just happy there. To get a coffee yeah happy to be there to get a coffee yeah but she notices the things that I guess we don't uh yeah but she compared it to kind of like Tim Hortons and the, I mean when you compare two different companies that right. do the same that do similar things um I mean why can Starbucks charge more money for their coffee I guess yeah. it's because of the feel when you walk in and it's just little higher quality whatever just don't always think of that stuff i guess no never i never (laughs) think about it until she brought it up for sure but she yeah we got four episodes at this point uploaded to youtube it's kind
0: of a tedious process
1: right yeah so we got what 37 from season one to get on there so we'll get them there it'll be nice once it is just uh a
0: once-weekly thing and not having to bulk upload all of them all at once. But if there is anyone listening and you know a more efficient way to get them onto YouTube without it taking, like, an hour or two at a time, let us know. Yeah, please, 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 please. Because it's so slow. So slow. Big files, though, so maybe there is no other way. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll do some... Right now, it's just obviously it's just the audio on there, but maybe in the future we'll do some, we well, we talked about this, maybe doing some, the odd session whiteboard style, maybe. Yeah. If it's like a uh, important concept that having visuals
1: would help with. I think that'd be cool if we
0: have some, yeah, a chalk up or something.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. And then I think for you guys listening, it'll feel more almost like a webinar at that point than a yeah, podcast. Totally. So I think that has a little bit more value for you guys yeah. and the adding the visual of like, like Chet said, the, the whiteboard or the chalkboard or whatever yeah. we end up using so you guys can make notes at home yeah. instead of just going off our voice, I think will be yeah, super, super helpful. Definitely something like that. Yeah. But that's another thing we got in the works. We got, you got a lot of seminars that you've done over there and you got some coming up. You got your, Neuronutrition series? Yeah, Is it s- it? sorry.
0: No, that's basically what I call yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, neuronutrition training seminars, I like to call them. But I've been working on a lot of different topics, subjects, if you will. And yeah, so I did one I did one with the staff at Herc's, the supplement store. Oh yeah. So kinda that was a cool one actually. We're gonna do a, a lot more of those. Cause you can only do so much in like, it was probably like two hours, but I felt like it was 20 minutes. Like you can only do so much. So we're, yeah. we're definitely going to do a bunch more of those. So it's a, it's just, like I said, it's training the staff on kind of like all the leading trends, really making sure they're up to date on things like, you know, fasting, ketogenic diets, um, supplements. Yeah. But also, um kind of like the the whole like um metabolic burnout thing if you will if you want to call it that is another hot topic that we talked a little bit about so yeah. this idea of like just more 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 and people are kind of getting to these um like plateaus not being able to lose any more weight always tired wondering what's going on so it's educating them on issues like that because customers come into the store obviously and say you know i have this 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 what would you recommend so obviously if the if the employee's more educated about the concept in the first place they can not only make a sale but before that even educate the customer on what's actually going on and kind of the truth behind the concept whatever it is they're talking about and that's that's important because they're not only are they earning the customer's trust, but they're also steering them in the right direction. They're not misleading them just to make a sale. So
1: it's a, it's a good thing. It's yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it feels like to me, what hurts is doing. And I think what other supplement companies in this city particularly are doing um, a little bit more of is spending the time focusing on more, providing a service rather than just selling a product. Yeah. So it's, I, to me because like the gyms and a lot of people can relate to that. I'll kind of say, um, some supplement companies you're going to walk in and it's going to be like a big box experience where it's like, yeah, uh, run, it's a run of the mill here, slap a membership on somebody for cheap, sell them maybe something they don't need like tanning, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. set them out the door compared to going to more of a private gym where you get the one-on-one care and attention from, um, an educated, yeah. um, coach or manager or whoever you're dealing with that time, just get a better experience and actually learn things that are going to help you get better instead of just being sold on something. So, and I don't know if, uh, I don't know if very many supplement companies do that, but I mean, you're the guy to help educate their people, um, their employees. And
0: yeah, uh, it's, I, it's out there. I've heard of it, but it's definitely not a common thing. it's it's been fun so far and I'm excited to do more for them shout out to Derek too by the way he's love that guy he's awesome even just even just reading some of his questions or answers sorry to some of his questions that he gets on Instagram and this is even kind of like before I got to know him just from reading some of those I could you get a good vibe the example that comes to mind the one day I don't know it was just basic supplement questions on there but one of them was coming from like a 14 or 15 year old kid or something being like which pre-workout would you recommend and he just said straight up like look kid like you probably don't need one you're really young like you should be manufacturing enough energy naturally on your own that you don't need to get into pre-workout especially at your young age he could have like that's so easy for him just to say this is our new pre-workout this is the top seller this is the best option for you here you go right that he was he's basically he was intentionally like not making a sale to give the right answer and i think that's that's rare and that it's valuable too because i will say the other yeah. thing is there's still you mentioned these like the big box brand name supplement stores whatever we don't really specifically have to name them but i do I know for certain that many of them still follow an agenda where it's customer comes in asking for this specific supplement, you
1: sell them this one first, then this one, then this one. And that's, that's how it works. Yeah. I've experienced this as the protein, fish oil, multivitamin trio. Yeah. It's usually the one that I believe that I from know. a probably specific company too. Usually from their company.
0: Yeah. Especially if it's well, GNC for sure, though, which is the shittiest product in the store. By the
1: way, I'm yeah. okay to say that. Really <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the true. truth. Yeah, all you have to do is look at the scoop size and the. Yeah. I mean you. You talked about this before. Yeah, but it's uh, ridiculous. But yeah. It's out there. Yeah, so thankfully, there's guys like Derek out there that are doing doing the good things, and I mean, not not only is he awesome at what he does, but he's awesome in his involvement in the community. I and mean, he'll never, every time we ask him um, and we're asking him four things, we're asking him to sponsor events. We're asking him to take time and pay an employee to put up uh, yeah. a booth at the gym. And Every single time it's yes. There's no question. Yes. Yeah. It's what time. It's, it's yeah. awesome. Every time. So yeah. Shout out to Herx if you want. Um, To be educated and then also you're looking for products, that's gonna be the place to go.
0: Yeah. They're not sponsoring our podcast, by the way. This we're just just saying this because we feel this way. So Yeah. (laughs) That reminds me though, we also did a we did a seminar in the summer. Yeah, we did. This was I don't know, maybe a month or so ago now, but what was your um like favorite thing to talk about during that or maybe like the one
1: topic you talked about that you got the best feedback on or? Uh, yeah, the, the one, the one thing for sure that stood out for people was the uh, offensive progression. Yeah. Idea. I like that
0: too.
1: Um, just bringing some awareness to um, some, some common mistakes, completely unintentional um, and unaware mistakes. Really. It's not that anyone's doing anything maliciously. Um, to their athletes, like as a coach to athlete relationship, or the athletes, I can see why somebody would get so excited about the uh, potential for progress quickly by jumping into something that's too big. So, just as a quick example, like a offensive progression would be, let's use chest bar for example. So, if you're look, if you're working with an athlete who's still working on the skill of kipping chest bar and butterfly chest bar especially um, and you throw a workout with a hundred chest to bar in it for them to practice their chest bar. So you have a hundred reps in one session. That's very offensive to that athlete for a number of reasons. They're still trying to master their skill. Um, they probably don't have the prerequisite volume built up um, to ensure that their joints are going to be able to handle that sort of volume and the impact and dynamic movement of a kipping chest bar. So we just talked about the kind of the hierarchy of skill development in the sport of fitness, trying to go, trying to follow as closely as possible, the progression from skill to intensity, to volume, to density, and then mixed modal. So the five pieces there, um, and just trying to drive that home in multiple different scenarios and using the seminar, I was using the international functional fitness, um, testable elements, um, as examples and then building off of that. So that I use that structure because it is exactly that as it has some sort of structure to talk about. It's, It's difficult. And one of them is mixed modal, which is CrossFit, um, traditional CrossFit workouts for the most part are mixed modal conditioning in some way. Um, so there there is that example in there but to make a whole seminar off of crossfit like the brand crossfit and the crossfit games and those style of workouts that you'll see in the open um sanctionals now in the games it's it's too abstract it's too quote unquote unknown and unknowable to even talk about it's crazy yeah so the functional fitness federation is bringing a lot of clarity to that and allowing these conversations to happen so that people actually know what the hell they're trying to improve on, what is lacking and what they need to focus on in their training. So it was really fun. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, That was my first seminar ever. I've never done a seminar like that. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Kind of addicting. Yeah. I'm really even just trying to push those in my own
0: brand big time.
1: Yeah. And you are, and they're filling up like crazy. Yeah. It's, it's It's trending in the right way. So that's,
0: that's all you can ask for. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what was i thinking there oh the so we hosted a functional fitness competition too at west london crossfit recently when i say we i mean Westland london crossfit i didn't do any of the setup and organization you did most of the work you and kayla some others were instrumental as well Sorry if i'm yeah. missing them but that was so i this is just coming from me as more of really like a mostly a spectator but also understood a little bit about the rationale and setup and why it was different from a traditional crossfit competition all that so i knew a little bit of the background for sure but even just from a spectator perspective like that was a super cool event i thought that was yeah that's good. it was wicked it, it was definitely and i think all the athletes would certainly agree to it was it was certainly unique. It, it wasn't just your average CrossFit competition. Like, one thing that really stood out to me was, well, for one, it was, I would say it was a lot higher volume than your average competition. Like, the events were a lot longer, which yeah. I thought was really cool because then it's kind of like a, it's also kind of like a war of attrition, not just who's the best in this event. It's how well did you cover recover from the earlier events. And then, obviously, you have those, you have that, individual specific test for each each realm if you will and you'd be able to explain that better than i but for each testable element those are unique specific but also like i said kind of like
1: really build up
0: one to the next and you feel that last event in the next one more so than you would from just a regular competition
1: right yeah and especially when we squeeze it all into one day like we did yes um usually that setup would be over a two day um event so it would feel somewhat different and of course you notice the recovery between events stuff because that's that's your <laughs> gym, right like you're noticing how people are um but hovering and there was a lot of
0: especially dudes who had noticeable terrible leg
1: cramps massive quad which cramps, i've never out seen control before. on handstand pushups. right that like yeah. kid just got to them and it was because the earlier events had nothing to do obviously with that body weight endurance test, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you can't have that. And that's not, that's nothing that you can really do in the moment to really make that better either. No, it uh, definitely takes some time. Even if you're slugging
0: electrolytes right
1: afterwards, it's not going to be immediate. That's for sure. Yeah. So that was a cool, cool experience. I mean, um, the setup and organization really wasn't that much. Um, it ended up being a smaller event in terms of registration, which I totally expected. Um, the expectations for the event for me when I was sitting down and thinking about it was literally just to raise awareness of the Canadian Functional Fitness Federation in the London community. That was it. I didn't care how many people signed up, I didn't care how much money we made, I didn't care which, by the way, all the money that was left over after paying the athletes on the podium, prize money, and buying um, prizes, prizes yeah. and things like that, it, it's all being donated to the Canadian Functional Fitness Federation. And yeah. anyone can donate to that federation at any time on their website. Just a little plug for those guys because um, it's a nonprofit. We're trying to get recognized by the IOC, so you can't. It, it's a nonprofit organization. They run off of donations and things like that, and that's it. So that's what we're going to do with, with that stuff. But um, I think from that perspective of awareness, it, it did okay. Um, we, as a team at West London CrossFit, just crushed the social media stuff that day. Like, we've never had social media impact numbers like that ever. Like, we had over 60,000 impressions during that day, we had 55 yeah. website clicks. We had. That's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Um, and people just crush it.
0: Um, they know who they are. And when you get those, all the athletes posting about it too, that's, big. that's yeah.
1: big. Yeah. So we had some people not from our gym posting at our gym, West London. And then that gets shared by Canadian Functional Fitness Federation. And that got shared by the International Functional Fitness that's Federation. Sweet. So it's like that it's reaching where we were hoping that I was going to reach. And I was in contact with Ian from, um, Canadian Functional Fitness Federation, pretty consistently through the planning process. A lot of it was just I didn't want to step on any toes, and I didn't want to make something that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to see how we could pull this thing off, and hope for more involvement in the future of the the development of the organization, the federation, and then also just the sport in general, because. Like you said, I believe I wholeheartedly believe this is the future of competitive fitness. Um, I think the legitimacy of the officials that will, like they call, they're called them tos, not judges, but it's extensive training for them. Um, I think the quality of minds that are at the top of the the federations is where it needs to be. Like we have the most brilliant minds. In Canadian fitness and in American fitness, and then all the others. Plus the minds countries. that you're competing with in CrossFit is mush. <laughs> so, I mean, so it seems. When you look, yeah, when you look at the top, and your leadership is a complete shit show. Like it's hard to get behind that, you know. Yes. Whereas uh, Canadian functional fitness, I mean, you've got Ian Bennett, we got Jason Noel, we got Mike Fitzgerald. Like those, if you haven't heard of them, just look them up. Mm-hmm. Um, their resume speak for themselves. Um, On the American side, you got James Fitzgerald, the first ever fittest man on earth. (laughs) He won the first ever CrossFit Games. And if you've ever listened to him speak about anything, he is one of the greatest visionaries alive right now in fitness, in my opinion. Uh, Just his – he is thinking um, generations ahead of where we're at right now. And I don't think a lot of people have – been able to get that far in the planning of what this whole thing is going to look like, you know, a hundred years down the road because fitness is relatively new, really. I mean, competitive fitness has really only been around. You could argue the sixties, you could argue before that was strong men and weightlifting and things like that, but it definitely wasn't mainstream. So say mainstream like the sixties, seventies, maybe with bodybuilding, it's so new. We have no idea what we're doing. People can't even find what fitness is. Nobody even knows why they're doing it. How, like people will say, Oh, I want to get, I want to lose weight. It's like, well, that's not the, that's not the, that's not the question I was asked. Like the, que- I didn't ask what result you want. <laughs> the question yeah. was why, why even do fitness? Why even do it? And it's, it's an abstract idea and it's not as simple as like, Oh, I want to get fitter. It's not, that's not how it works. That's, um, kind of like saying, um, for nutrition, like, um, why do we eat protein and you say to build muscle? Yeah. Okay, like, nope. Close. It's one. That's part of it, but that's not the whole answer. So he's really steering for that. So I think like it's something that I really hope takes off. Um, I think it had a lot of momentum this year at Worlds in in Sweden. There were some really big CrossFit names, which helps because those CrossFit athletes have massive Instagram followings. Yes, and the more people hear about it and see about it, the the better. So, that's what we were up to with that. Yeah. yeah, super cool Ben. and we're
0: gonna we'll link to all those guys you mentioned. Cool on Instagram. Still figuring out the YouTube, but I'm sure we can do it
1: on there too. Yeah, I can figure it out. Hit <laughs> us <laughs> fear YouTube whiz. Yeah, please help us out. What's the, the, What You go. Oh, you go. <laughs> What were you to say? I was wondering what seminars you, you have coming. Ah, uh, yeah,
0: I have. I'm doing a kind of the full series, if you will, at Salas Studio. It's called in Betson, Seaforth, Ontario. Oh, so cool. We're going
1: to yeah. do a shout out to Mandy Leighton. She's the owner there. Also, wicked. One of those ones that is ahead of the curve,
0: if you will, in that she prioritizes obviously education for her members but she herself is also really adamant with continuing education you know she's going to courses getting additional certifications staying up to date on new and emerging trends all that type of thing you you still don't see a lot of that right i mean there's so many gym owners gyms in general that are just so complacent yeah they just you know they just don't care so yeah shout it to her she's awesome super cool gym too that's brand new space haven't been to the new space but seeing pictures it looks amazing um so yeah we're doing we'll do the the fat loss one there i have one on sleep and then the last one is gut health so hitting those three and then i'm doing another one at all out training that's in seaforth is that seaforth c- or sorry um strathroy Strathry- i got c seaforth on my mind now, <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> Yeah, Strathroy. That one we're going to start with sleep. So we did a, a survey, see what the people want most, and I guess they want to improve their sleep. So Out of those three? Yeah. sleep. Yeah, I think there was one or two options in there because I, yeah. I do have others, but that was, that was what they wanted to see. So, yeah. you know, sleeping all the way through the night, not waking up several times, waking up feeling refreshed, getting to sleep, long list of things, what to eat before bed, what not to eat circadian rhythm all that fun stuff so yeah let's talk about uh we've been doing a lot of collabs too
1: yeah get into some of those yeah you? we have been we're just doing stuff i don't know having some fun yeah spreading some fitness around what do we what do we do first what was our first thing again we well, did that seminar well we started with this podcast about yeah. a year ago then we did that seminar then, then we work some VIP clients.
0: Yeah, we thought, why not?
1: <laughs> why
0: not throw the it all together? Thing? Why not have clients where we do a collab and give them both their nutrition and workouts, and both are complementary. So they each feed into one another, and they each adapt based on what is happening with the other one.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been good so far. It's been a lot of fun. It's really cool because I get to see a little bit more of what you do and understand it a little bit, just with like the questions that you ask people um, and then how you respond to their answer. I mean, I got to see your questionnaire for the first time and that's the most extensive thing I've ever seen in my life. That's that's so sick. Massively shortened by the way. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's not, it's not too long. That's not what, it's long enough. It's as long as it needs to be. Yeah. Cause like you said, you took out a lot of the stuff that you thought maybe wasn't as necessary, I guess, but yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, so there's like little things that we do. We use a program called true coach to do this. And, uh, basically what Chet does is he goes and plugs in their nutrition stuff as a workout, essentially where they can type in the results and how they're feeling. So, I'm just going to give you guys an example of a competition day um, for someone that was competing last weekend. So their nutrition workout had multiple parts. So I'll just read the parts. There was a a little bit about what to do upon waking up, um, a couple options there, a couple different variables. So say like if you're eating two hours before your first event or if you're Not if you're not going to eat at all or if you're going to eat before then. So there's options there as well so that the client can kind of make it their own. Uh, Some hippy-dippy shit like drinking (laughs) your coffee outside with Uh, bare feet in the sun. Get those electrons up. Get that vitamin D. Which, by the way, there is a lot of science
0: behind that is literally just being in contact with the earth. I do though, I call it hippy dippy shit because it it totally sounds hippie, right? Like, yeah. why would I go stand in the grass with my bare feet? But you're literally absorbing electrons, and every time you make energy, every time you make that ATP, you need electrons. So let's get some of those India. And it's what I mean, a lot of this stuff though, is people already intuitively know it. Like, why do you feel so damn good when you spend the entire day outside at the beach or at the cottage, or I realize there's also like often you're on holidays, but I mean, even just, I mean, think of a day where maybe it was a work day and you spent more of it or most of it outside. Like you just feel better. Right. And yes, it's it's because of some of these reasons, like you get that natural sunlight, maybe you're in the water. That's even better.
1: Yeah. um, It's nothing new. No. And I mean, just speaking from, for that, like, um, Kale and I went back to her hometown, Kelowna the, yeah. in the summer and I've never felt better than when I'm there and it has nothing to, I mean, the Kelowna is beautiful and it's perfect yeah. in every single way. But aside from that, um, I spent, I don't think I wore shoes unless I didn't even wear them at the gym often unless I needed them. Cause we were doing like box jumps or something. Yeah. Um, so I didn't wear shoes for like 17 days. Um, I rarely wore a shirt. I was outside all the time. We were hiking, mountain biking, walking the dog in the lake, surfing, like just being a little bit more connected to nature. And that doesn't have to, but like, I felt like a million dollars jumping out of bed in the morning, yes. going to bed at like yes. nine 30. I felt incredible the whole two weeks or the whole, however long we were out there, I forget. But, um, that's, yeah, all that's it is. a good example because you were still working when you were there, right? Yeah, I'm still You're, working. Like you were doing the same amount of work you would do at home. Yeah, minus right. coaching. Yeah, so, so I was doing it like three or four hours on the computer every day. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I was kind of working a little bit, um, but yeah, I think that it's like that hippy dippy shit is like a little vacation <laughs> for yourself in the middle of your day. Yeah, totally. to kind of like recharge and just reconnect, and you can take it as hippy as you want, right? Like you can go into like the. Yeah, you whole house and the whatevers but like you don't have to go that far yeah, uh. yeah it's the
0: it's all the little things i think so they add up that's yeah. the other thing i think people hear these things and think fuck that's not going to do anything well if you just do that one thing maybe not but when you combine it with 10 other things that have similar impact those are going to add up and that's together is all going to make a difference yeah it's like if you it's like a training program like if you do just push-ups you'll probably see a little bit but it's not going to be massive but if you start combining that with squats pull-ups deadlifts it's additive
1: right yeah and uh you have to have the right intention behind anything just like there's no perfect training program there's no perfect nutrition program but there's like we can find things that work for people differently. And yeah, I, I, I stand behind this 1000%. I, yeah. I'm trying not to, I'm trying to do the same thing now that I'm home to kind of emulate that as much yeah, as possible. I do my best feeling, yeah. full disclosure. I'm certainly not perfect. <clears throat> I usually
0: have to convince myself to go outside and I try and go outside first thing in the morning every day, but it, certainly doesn't happen every day, but I can tell you that I never regret it when I do. Right. hundred percent. Same yeah. idea as working out. We all have that. I like it. Joe Rogan always talks about this. He always talks about that. A couple different names for it. Like what it's internal resistance is what it is when you're driving from work to the gym or you're at home thinking about going to the gym and you just, you don't want to, even though you know how good you'll feel afterwards even if you're someone who loves working out, you you'll certainly get that sometimes maybe more often than others. But so I was going to say the other thing, like he just calls it like your inner bitch sometimes. Too. Yeah. So he always talks it's about fair. it because he's, if you know, Joe Rogan, like he obviously he's also like a fitness fanatic, like loves working out, loves running, but he still says like every single day before he does that, he still has a little bit of that inner, contemplation or inner bitch saying, Oh, yeah. I don't want to go work out. And yeah, obviously overcomes it, but it's a natural thing. So if you feel that way,
1: just deal with it. Yeah.
0: It's Cause cool. it,
1: it, it is just, that's just a feeling. Yeah. It doesn't actually carry any weight to it. It's just yeah. like, you just you choose what then. you want to do. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He's so, he's a complete savage. Like he's a killer on so many levels. Like yeah. he kills it with his stand up. He kills it with his podcast. He is literally a killer. Like the guy, in terms of, like, martial arts ability, that dude is Seems incredible. He is insane. a black belt. I think it's 10th Planet, which is, like, it's absurd. Eddie Bravo is, like, yeah, stupid. But, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, full circle to the VIP program, we're, we're yep. back. So that same day, you got some notes on vitamin C, how much, when, EAAs, um, and then some... Nutrition advice for throughout the event. Um, Lots of different options. It's not like this is when you have to do it. This is how. um, But it's just that combined with the fitness programming. is kind of what the VIP people get. Um, On our team right now, uh, on the VIP team, we have like super busy professional mom who trains so much (laughs) that (laughs) we're working on getting her to, um, not train as much (laughs) and train with a little bit more intention, which she's been incredibly open to. And God, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just a a perfect client, really like (laughs) open to anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tries everything. We got, uh, Shift workers, we got, uh, ex pro athletes, we got, a um, call occupational athletes. Yeah. So like uh, police, fire, EMS, that sort of thing, definitely. where like at any point in time in their day they have to be able to go from zero to a thousand. Yeah. That yeah.
0: Those are definitely some of the some of the fun challenges though. Really is yeah. how do we change things based on
1: their crazy fluctuating schedule right? and making it work. Yeah. yeah. So the VIP program is like a hundred percent to that person, their schedule, their fitness program, their nutrition program. And we just kind of like collaborate yeah. back and forth and make tweaks and changes and things like that. It's yeah. been fun, but we, we don't have any more room for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It takes a lot of time for us. It so, um, and it's a lot of effort on both sides. Like the, the athletes, um, do way more work than we do yeah. when it comes to this. Well, you would just for sure. it be fair for them. Like, it wouldn't be fair for them if
0: we, you, you have to obviously have a capacity for something like that. Like, you can right. only work with, if you're a teller, a banker, whatever, you can only work with so many clients in a day, one on one, right? So, yeah. It's fun though. And from like a just general fitness CrossFit perspective, I'd, I don't think there's not a lot of that going on. Like, there is, you obviously have your bigger programs on both camps that offer fitness and nutrition. There's not a lot of collabs out there, I don't think, just to kind of shamelessly pump our own tires right now. But seriously, there's not a lot. Like, you have like your working against gravity, you have your, what's the other big one? Um,
1: For nutrition?
0: RP. Yeah. Yeah. And those are like, they're standalone, right? I know there's the odd collab where they'll join up with like brood or something, but I don't think that they're actually, they're not working together. They're giving you your your nutrition and they're not really looking at how your training changes on a weekly basis. Right. And I think that's a massive people are missing out in my opinion, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And even like a side thing for two, We just had one of our athletes get injured, Mm -hmm. so now we're working together on their healing. Like our focus is making totally different. Yeah, it completely shifts, so it changes like where you're at Um, in terms of your season. Are you hurt? Are you trying to like come back from something? Yeah. Um, Are you just getting beat up? Do you need to somebody to pull the reins back on you? Like if yeah, there's, it's, it's been fun because there's so many different personalities. Just I'm looking at the list right now; it's like they're completely different people, yeah. in every single way. Um, it's true, yeah, and it's it's been a fun little project.
0: Well, and we were talking you. about kind of questions and feedback and how we use to assess, and I would say a perfect example would be. So let's just say if I, like hypothetically, if I'm asking someone kind of how well, just very, let's use this as an example, like very vaguely, I'm asking them kind of how well recovered they feel. I'd go a little bit more in depth than that, but to use that as an example, and then they say, you know, feel like shit today, really beat up, um, poorly recovered. Well, the beauty is I can actually go into their week's programming, look at their volume, you know, how much like total weight were they putting up? How many gymnastics, was there some new movements in there? Are they used to this load and say either, well, no shit. Like you should feel a little beat up and that's totally okay. Cause that's yeah. part of the adaptation or say, well, this is, you know, continuation of a similar progression, maybe not a lot of extra volume compared to previous weeks, previous weeks you felt good this week, not so much. Something's going on. So we got to change something. And I just don't see how other programs would be able to identify
1: those flaws. Yeah, especially not – like we use the same platform and I see everything that you say to them, everything you put in. You can see everything that I put in right down to like queuing a a video of them doing snatches. Like you'll see that too. and I mean you can hop in and give your two cents also. I, like, hop in and joke with people a little bit every now and then <laughs> because, I mean, yeah. these like, we know them, like, they've really become yeah. friends of ours, too, through this whole thing because this is, like, a whole level, different level that even, like, I did a lot of individualized programming before, but just the fitness side, but this is, like, they we kind of know, like, everything that's going on yeah. and the level of, like, honesty and trust that has opened up from these clients compared to clients that I've worked to work, worked with in the past, I just don't think there's the same connection all the time. But this, like every single one of them, is just that's what happens when you ask people about their
0: shit. That's like, true. Yeah. Their, you know everything their, about their, their bowel movements. It gets intimate.
1: <laughs> yeah, not just what time, but and if they get boners in the morning. Yeah, So hopefully. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Cause you got some fixing to do. <laughs> we're working on other stuff, though. Yeah, we're working on some stuffs,
0: and actually, so we are working on something that's more so geared towards people that aren't focused solely on CrossFit. Yes, right, and competing, and one hundred percent. Cause that's an important cohort. We kind of get, it's easy for us to get kind of wrapped up in that community and people that always do the open, always compete, want to do better in competitions, but and kind of lose sight that, I mean, really that's probably still a minority compared to the amount of people that just want to be
1: fit to be healthy. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's even like, is it a minority in the income? Comparison to the number of people that exercise, huge. Like I don't maybe oh, yeah. maybe one percent or less, and then just being at a CrossFit gym, there's not everyone that's at the CrossFit gym wants to do the open. That's right. Not very many people want any part in that at all because their their purpose in in fitness is has nothing to do with being competitive at all, and it's impossible to do the open and not be competitive in some way, shape or form. That's those two things will never go. You can say whatever you want. You have to have some sort of a competitive side yeah. to your actual fitness performance to do the open. And then another the side is it's not the best idea for everyone all the time. No competitive fitness isn't for everyone. No. And it, it shouldn't be talked about like it is for everyone. <laughs> what, why we recommend signing up for the open at the gym is more for the community fun aspect of the whole the whole idea. It's not to push people to do what they're incapable of doing because we're prepping them for what they're going to be doing right now in the yeah, programming exactly. at the gym. But um, it's it's more of like this. Let's do this fun thing together and have some excitement built around the training. Um, I think the timing of this open helps with that compared to having the, end the in the spring, especially like just our climate in general. Um, like this time of year, everyone's kind of going back to school. Uh, it, it gives people a little bit more of a push to stay consistent and, uh, throughout the summer, throughout the summer. And yeah. then now in the crazy times where people are back to school, back to hockey, back to, you know, extracurricular, whatever, yeah. chess club, whatever's going on with their kids and with themselves which is it helps with the consistency a little bit um just knowing that they have this coming up something that they're working hard with their friends to prepare for so yeah i think it's good from that perspective but this program um is going to be focused on people that do not care about competitive fitness at all um really could care less about crossfit as a brand um and a training methodology yeah. and they're focused more on uh, general strength and conditioning program now um, for health, longevity, vitality, all that good stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the useful thing, or I, I should say one of the rationale behind why we wanted to do this is because, well, I think it's kind of similar to what we were talking about in regards to the VIP and that you'll find lots of, You'll find lots of workout programs. You'll find lots of nutrition programs, some good, some shitty, but the point is they're, they're usually separate. You often won't find one that's again, put together complementary one based off of the other. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do it also because there is so many shitty ones out there. So it's like, Hey, let's put our experiences to good use here. Um, our knowledge to good use here and help people learn and benefit and a lot of people were interested in it. i think too um i don't i'm sure you get the same like probably get a lot of requests from people just kind of casually like hey like can you write me up like a training plan or a program or i don't want to like really commit to the full thing but like i know what you have to offer i know you have experience and i'm wondering if you can help me out and I don't know about you, again, probably very similar to me. like you don't always have time for that, right? Like just that's as simple as it is. you can't. Yeah, and so it's how can we how can we write up plans that would be useful for these people, but that are still miles better than all the generic plans out there? So, like, within plans, you know, have options based on your experience, even based on your body composition, like, which path would you go down to benefit you? Um, So, yeah, that's one of the things we've been working on is, like, how can you make it as individualized
1: as possible while still making it work for a wide range of people? Right, yeah. And what I found from, like, the, the fitness half of it, because that's the half that I'm focusing on, um, it's just creating like really clear expectations of who this program isn't for. Yeah. And who the program is for, which we've talked about. Like this. If you care about CrossFit and the skills for CrossFit, like if you care about muscle ups, if you care about toast bar, if you care about double edders, if you care about snatches, don't do this program. It's not for you. Yeah. You're gonna have a terrible time and be not getting what you want out of your training program. Now, if you want to focus on like getting stronger using compound movements um that aren't machine based so like free weight movements yeah that you have access to a, at any gym um focus on creating like some sort of a lot of people you know how people like oh that's my weak side well you shouldn't have that yeah right There's yeah really there should be no you should if somebody's like well uh what's your strong leg um don't <laughs> yeah. use like the leg you kick within soccer as your strong leg like you should have two strong legs that are yeah. equally as strong as each other So bringing that back to balance, say a lot of people, life happens, right? You get injuries, you fall on the ice, you break your wrist, whatever. Your right arm, say you break your right arm. If you don't properly rehab that and build the strength back up, of course it's going to be weaker, but don't accept that your right arm's your weak arm. Like make that arm more capable by training it the way that you need to. And then just basic core function stuff, like how to brace properly, um, to decrease the chances of you um, injuring yourself obviously there's no injury proofing program out there regardless of what you see on the old interwebs yeah no exercise you do is going to make you less decrease your chances of hurting yourself but what it does is it just increases the resiliency of your body yeah it increases right. your awareness of how to move better in safe positions so that, that you, you're not putting yourself in an environment where an injury could happen yeah. right like if you slip on ice and land on your wrist, you're probably going to break your wrist no matter how strong you are. That's not injury prevention, but like just teaching your body to move better and be stronger can help you be a little bit more resilient just in everyday life. So that's like the fitness side of this program. Again, it's not like, you know, Fran and yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be doing 200 wall balls in a workout and stuff like that. That's not the focus. So if that's the stuff you like, you really dig that shit. Then again, I should should also mention that if, like if your major goal is to kind
0: of just get lean, cut up, yoked, you don't even need to ever do something like a Fran. That's that's, right. that's what people get so confused about. That's, just, that's it's, it's, it's that simple. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, and I'm sure it'll it'll come up more. It'll come up with some of our guests too, which would be interesting. But um, yeah, people think, and we kind of briefly mentioned this at the start, but people think that. The leaner you want to get the more volume you need and the especially the more aerobic and conditioning you need but it's that's just not how it is at all it's the total opposite yeah i mean yeah everyone needs a little bit of aerobic conditioning it's it's just that good for you and it is still burning energy it's energy out and so that's going to help your um your energy balance But, yeah, you just don't have to beat the shit out of your body all the time to get there. Sometimes, like we already said, less is more. Train smart and resistance training is really your best weapon to if you
1: want to get yoked and lean and all that fun stuff. Absolutely. And then the cool thing with that is you're going to have nutrition to go hand in hand with that training program to help you along that journey of finding that, like, vitality point because that's the focus right the focus is like so vitality from a nutrition standpoint um like that wouldn't mean focusing on uh you know Uh, What am I trying to say? Like a rapid calorie cut or something. Like get shredded. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, like this isn't, you're not going to get like a get shredded nutrition program with this. Like what would somebody expect to see?
0: So so my major goal is
1: to help people figure out how to
0: stay lean 365 days a year. Have that that body composition they want just full time. Because people think that you need to go through these constant bulks and cuts, bulks and cuts. I'm not saying you can't do that. Like you can absolutely do that whether it's for competition or even just for fun like or or even to meet a weight class for right. you know whatever martial arts just cuz you like experimenting all that stuff's totally cool i have nothing against that i just think that people think that that's necessary to be at a body composition that they want to be well no you can you can just live that way so that's that's the goal with this and it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in three weeks or sixty days. Can do it. You can be well on your way in a couple months. Absolutely, but it's it, it takes some learning and some new habits, and that's what's
1: yeah. That's my main priority on yeah. the nutrition side of things. Cool. Yeah, and your patience has to increase the more deconditioned you're. You are. Yeah, because your body has to now. Um, completely adapt to a whole new right yeah that's totally everything true. yeah right like yeah. Um, yeah. you might be spending some more time on the toilet than you're used to at the beginning <laughs> right like there's yeah, just a bunch of adjustment. like a lot of and it's it's funny but like even little things like making uh water intake recommendations yeah the most pushback i, I would get from that is like oh uh, i'm always on i'm always going to pee it's like, well, how often did you pee before? Like, oh, like once or twice a day. It's like, what? Someone told
0: me. Uh, I was like, I went to Guelph. Was that? Yeah, just yesterday because I'm working with the hockey team again. Oh yeah. And someone was telling me a story. I don't even remember who it was now. Oh, I was. So they have like some, they have some hydration experts working with the team this year because oh, they're that's doing. Cool. Yeah, they're doing a study from a lab um at guelph with the team so what's cool working with those guys but they were telling me a story about so they work with a lot of professional athletes too these um phds nhl teams and what have you and they were telling me a story about i can't even remember the name but it was a high end basketball player who same thing doing hydration work whatever and he would say that he always feels like You know, weak, tired a little bit off, doesn't necessarily have the best energy, but was still one of like the top players. And they just asked him like, when do you take your first pee of the day? He was kind of hummed and hawed and thought, well, usually not until I come to practice and practice was at like 1130 and he gets up at like 738 a.m. So, so dehydrated that does not, he did not have to take a pee until that late into the day. And, like, as an athlete, right? Oh, my God. So, yeah, anyways, point of that story is I was certainly guilty when I first started doing this of overlooking some of the basics like that. Like the hydration, the fiber
1: intake, probably those two, but the hydration for
0: sure. And, yeah, I think a lot of people like you said, they totally overlook that and don't appreciate the importance of that. Like yeah. I wonder why they get cravings and why they're always hungry. Meanwhile, all they've had to drink by 1130 AM is a tiny
1: cup of water and a coffee. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do anything with that. Yeah. Like running your engine on empty basically. Right. Like you can survive without food. You cannot survive without water. No. Be <laughs> You'll be dead <laughs> real, real quick but you can fast for a week and still survive. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you want. <laughs> so that's, uh, I don't know if we mentioned what it's called, but it's going to be called the thrive program. Yep. Because we out here are thriving. Yeah. This idea.
0: So stay tuned for that. But we're also going to have a, like we said earlier, like a, a, just a lot more content in general. So we hope that, We hope that you guys will get on one of our email lists because we'll give you, if you miss a podcast, for example, we'll give you updates, you know, what did you miss, a summary, Um, maybe give you a little lowdown, like whether or not you want to spend the time to listen to that podcast or if like the Cliff Notes quote unquote edition is good enough for you. Right, yeah. So So yeah, so just kind of keep your eyes peeled for that because we'll have a lot more content in there, free content, lots of good stuff.
1: Yeah, we have a bunch of content built up just from, you know, been we've been at this for a little while. Yeah, spreading this knowledge in in other ways. So um, we want to get it to you guys. Um, the the only really way for us to do that though is either through this podcast or you guys giving us uh, dropping us those emails. Yeah, when uh, we social we post on social media, uh, we'll have um, an. Really good system set up here real, real soon to get that content out to you guys in a timely fashion and just kind of, it'll be a little bit tailored to what you're looking for as well, yeah. which is kind of cool. Should we give them a little kind of teaser sneak peek of some of the
0: guests we have in store?
1: Not really, sure. not any names, just maybe a little bit about what's coming. Yeah. Um So I've been talking with uh, the man responsible for... Hundreds of thousands of people learning the essential skills for CrossFit. Uh, That's good. Yeah. Good (laughs) teaser. Um, And another fella who will bust all the myths about injury and rehab. Yep. And what else? We got some people from varying athletic backgrounds coming to speak on experience. Yep. Um, Some high, high level Olympic weightlifters. Cool. Yeah. Strong as shit people. Yeah. Learning how to get the way that they are. Yeah. How they got there. That's what's right. their story. <laughs> uh, yeah. S-
0: fellow London entrepreneurs, I would say also in the, the health and fitness space. Some who also went to Western too. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: some other wicked, smart Uh, strength and conditioning coaches that have um, you know experience in a range of different fields really Um, hockey some other sports so
1: yeah yeah we got got a lot on the docket here we got lots of people that then you don't have to just listen to us every single week yeah, lots of different perspectives. Fun. I mean, we had a little mini conversation in the office today with a couple of our members, and now I want to have them on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> just a whole so if different. If you guys are listening, yeah, whole different perspective, and it's another topic that I really just enjoy being devil's advocate. I don't really have an opinion, yeah. right or left, about it, but um, it's just fun. I, I just yeah. like talking about it and hearing the whys behind why that person would feel that way or yeah. um, what led them to think that that would be true. Um, stuff like that
0: so yeah and i think some of the best podcasts definitely some of the best ones i've ever listened to just from other shows are often ones where the people talking don't necessarily fully agree on everything right and i'm not talking about like a full-blown debate which they have on joe rogan which is also i like those too, but just ones where people are just having a conversation about or even just having a calm conversation about things that both parties one or the other doesn't know a lot about it's
1: kind of like a, a learning education session. I like those two. Yeah. Cause for the most part, we just, we agree with each other. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> it's not very often that we no. have opposing views. On some debates on going on here. Yeah. Cool. Back you know, at it. it. Season yeah. two kicking her off. Hell this, yeah. Uh, yeah. This will be on YouTube also. So we'll share some links out. For yeah. That business. Uh, YouTube's really gonna help us out a lot, so if you guys could um, slide on over to the YouTube machine and give us a little like and a comment, maybe that'd be yeah. Dope. You know, I don't think we even
0: mentioned that we have an Instagram page now either. Oh yeah, we've got an Instagram page. Which, by the way, speaking of content, we've actually fucking posted quite a bit of
1: content on there already that
0: yeah. is totally separate from the podcast. So
1: yeah, check it out. Yeah, we're trying to get as much stuff into your hands as possible, and just yeah, you know keep this conversation going cool
0: we need like a closing statement yeah like wazam
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll come up with something so bye for now